0: Welcome. This is um, kind of an unusual thing we're doing. This Sunday um, we are just kind of doing a simple sermon video slash podcast. Hopefully next Sunday we will do something a little bit more um, involved online. But right now we wanted to just have something out there for you all at First Christian St. Paul can worship. For those who are meeting for me the first time, my name is Dennis Sanders, and I am the pastor here at First Christian Church of St. Paul. And today's reading and sermon will come from Paul's letter to the book, Paul's letter to the church in Rome, Romans 8:26 through39. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, that the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And that we might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called and those whom he called, he also justified and those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us. Will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against god's elect it is god who justifies who is to condemn it is christ jesus who died and yes who was raised who is at the right hand of god who intercedes for us who will separate us from the love of christ will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword As it is written for your sake we are being killed all day long we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us pray. God, whose very nature is wholeness and life, we give you thanks that in this holy assembly today you have called us together, people from different places of many gifts, with a multitude of ways of serving and loving. Make us one, Lord, even as you and your Christ are one, as we hear his clarion call to gather in the one body, to feast on the word and receive from your hand the blessed gifts of bread and cup. Make us ready, Lord, ready to listen, ready to hear, ready to go and do your will so that we may all be one, so that all the world may know you in and among us. This we pray in the strong name of your son Jesus Christ our Lord amen well I wasn't pre- planning on preaching from Romans this Sunday but then I wasn't planning to be preaching to people online either it has been an interesting few weeks it's been a little over two months ago that we started to hear about a strange virus in China that was sending many people to the hospital. It became an epidemic and it shut down the city of Wuhan in China, a city of over 11 million people. And then it grew to the province around in the province of Hubei. And in our hyper-connected world, no illness respects borders. And then we saw it appear in different places like Hong Kong and South Korea and Japan And then it went to places like Iran, where it hit especially hard. And now it is in Europe. Italy, a nation of 60 million people, is virtually locked down because of the record number of people who are dealing with this virus, COVID-19. And now we are seeing it in other places, France and Spain, And then now it is here it has become more and more real to us it was only a week ago that we finally found that it was here in Minnesota it became very very real for me personally as I was coming home from Bible study on Wednesday night and pulling my car into the garage and I saw an alert that crossed my Apple Watch, and it said that the NBA season had been suspended because a player on the Utah Jazz tested positive for coronavirus. Then it became very real. We saw universities going online. Other leagues besides the NBA, the NHL, Major League Soccer, The final four, all stopped. Church services have been canceled, which is why, of course, you're seeing me here. Sporting events, museums, anything else you can think of, canceled. We go to the supermarket, we see shelves that are cleared. And people are doing that out of fear, out of fear that at some point, somewhere, we will basically be confined to our homes. All of this, this upheaval, has happened because of a virus. Something that is so tiny, something that we can't even see with our own eyes, has disrupted our, own, our whole lives. And place many others in danger. Now viruses have an interesting place in my own life. It was about 20-some years ago that I had a flu, another virus. But it was a virus that then turned into pneumonia. And in pneumonia it was so bad that it made it hard to breathe, and so bad that I ended up in the hospital for two weeks. And I remember some of those early days having to have an oxygen tank so that I could breathe and get more oxygen into my body. What we are dealing with here, no, having gone through something like pneumonia, what's happening here is serious business. It is nothing to make fun of. So this morning, we're asking the question, what separates us from the love of Christ? That is the question that Paul poses to the church at Rome, and it is the question that Paul poses to us today. Does God give up on us? Is someone beyond God's love? When can God just say, I'm done? The answer, according to Paul, is never. Paul lists a number of events and reminds his readers that no matter how bad it got, God would always love. Nothing separates us from God's love. Not death, not life, not things present, not things to come. God loves us even when the powers are stacked up against us. Now, you cannot, as a Christian, talk about God's love unless you talk about baptism. The, pap- the passage tells us that no matter what, we belong to God. And in traditions, and I learned this in my years in seminary, in traditions that baptize infants, the pastor will sometimes place oil on the baby's forehead and say, You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ, so that no matter when you are baptized, the act of baptism reminds us who we are and whose we are. It is a reminder that we are loved by a God that is relentless, a God that also draws us to become more and more like Christ. That is a message that we need to hear. What is interesting about this passage is that it was not written in the best of times. Paul's letter to the church in Rome was written at a time of great upheaval in the life of the church. The Jews were just, the Jews who lived in Rome were just coming back after a time of being banished from the city and Nero's persecution is just around the corner and we know that Paul will spend the last years of his life in house arrest before he is executed. The passage does not assure us that we will have happy endings, but it does say that the things that we fear, the things that oppress us, the things that bring us down cannot prevent us from knowing that we are passionately loved by God. We are facing something right now that we didn't know existed a few months ago. We don't know how bad it will get. We worry about families and friends and we wonder if they will be all right. We worry about ourselves and wonder if we will be all right. What Paul tells us is that things are uncertain now. It could get worse. But the thing is, is that nothing, not even a virus, can stop God from loving us and from ultimately having victory over the powers that threaten us and all of creation. It isn't the end, but it is the beginning of the end. As a church, we are gathered by grace to share God's love for the sake of the world. How in this time of fear and uncertainty can we show people that God loves them no matter what? Maybe it might mean praying for our friends and our family as the in the world at this time, especially especially right now, the doctors and the nurses who are working in the front lines of this battle. And since we are in many ways cannot see each other face to face, maybe it means that we check in on other people to make sure that they are okay. Maybe in this context it means showing kindness to the people who are stock, who work in the su- supermarkets and, and other stores who are trying to shop stock shelves as People are running to get items. At this time of crisis, we have an opportunity to share the love of God with others and let them know that not even a virus can stop God from loving and from caring for us. The preacher, Tony Campolo, once told a story of having to do a funeral back in the 1980s. And this was a time during the early days of another plague. This one, of course, was the AIDS crisis. The man in question was gay and had died of complications from AIDS. A few of his friends, who were also of his friends and were also in the community, the gay community, came to the funeral. As they gathered at the graveside, Campolo read Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord." That perked up the men's ears. They asked him if what the Bible said was true. And Campolo responded, yes. And then something happened. One man asked him to read another Bible verse, and then another, and then another, and then another. It kept going. And what Campolo learned from that experience was how hungry these men were to hear the good news of Christ. At a time back then, when these men were considered outcasts in so many ways, Someone was there to remind them that God loves them. We are called to be a people, a people, a place, a people that embodies God's love to a world where people feel they aren't loved. We are facing challenging days, and they could get bad, and they probably will get worse. But remember, no matter what, you're loved by God. Our baptismal promise tells us that nothing, nothing separates us from God's love, not even the coronavirus. And that is good news in an ominous time. Thanks be to God, amen. Thank you for joining us if you are, want to support the ministry of First Christian Church, please consider going to our website, FCCStPaul.com, to give. Thank you, and we'll be back next week. God be with you all.